How many mics do we Government, the other day uh, Ride it away, ride it away Get funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. my mind can't remember how many asteroids Rappers still at heart, and no one's from the old school Cause rappers still a brand new tool, I say Anyway, this is the same old new school uh, if you could not tell, if you were like, why am I like tuning into these two dudes talking about skincare products? Uh, no, it is the same old new school. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Idris Goodwin. And I am Kevin Koval. But do check out our YouTube channel where we it's just all skincare yeah, yeah. regimens. Exactly, you know exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> and um, shout out uh, uh, at Vocalo. This is where we come together every week to talk about the music, the culture, the world. And, uh, and, and we're going to talk about, you know, we're continuing to talk about the great albums of 2020 because as the world goes further and further into the crapper, at the very least, hip hop is giving us gifts as it always does in times of just, just utter tomfoolery and ridiculousness. The culture continues to stay blessing us. So uh, if you joined us last week, we were breaking down a great album by Black Thought and we didn't get a chance to get into Benny the Butcher. So I feel like we should start with Benny because we didn't get into Benny last week and then we should get into the next the next album. Well, how you feel about that? Yeah, no, that sounds perfect, man. I love it. And uh, I, I also love what you said. Hip hop really stays giving the world and the culture gems. It, it, it does yeah, not basically. stop. And I, I think you're right, man. I think there's something about people just being focused and having time and you know maybe being alone more right now where you know yeah. the, the quality of the album in 2020 has... Yep. I don't know, like really, uh, you know, I think we, we are kind of in another golden era type of moment, you know, in part because now the shit is intergenerational. Um, yep. And this relates to both records that we're talking about tonight. But, you know, Benny the Butcher is 35. And, yep. you know, this is this is Baby, like his spring chicken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is his first like it feels like his first like full length studio record, whatever that means. Yeah and, yeah. and of course, he called it the burden of proof, which is interesting. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I mean, look, we've been talking about Griselda all summer. You know what I mean? And yeah. we'd be hard pressed to say that there's been a crew that has had a year like this, maybe, you know, for, for a long time, like maybe since maybe since Wu and, and we've made Wu references in comparisons. Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about mm -hmm. that. But another thing that I think we predicted on a bunch of shows ago you know, we prophesied this, you know, on, on our, you know, Nostradamus is, is uh, it, it really is like the year, the summer of Hip Boy. And, the, and this record, oh, yeah. all yes. done by Hip Boy, is the continuation Ooh. of this run, you know? Yes, indeedy, man. Big facts. Couldn't agree more. I think, um, you know, it's definitely a solid, a solid album. And I'll say that, you know, I was a little, I was a little concerned when it started. Okay. I was a little like, there's some beats early on and the, fir the first couple joints felt a little like different, like, he, you know, which is not a bad thing, you know, it, uh, but it felt a little commercial is not the word at all, but it felt like it was a deviation from the sound that we're used to, which is more of that kind of smoky sample, harder edges. It had this brightness to it. I think I haven't learned how to listen to it yet. I've listened to it. I've gone back to it a few times. I did not. I'm just going to say this right now. Okay, we've got to put moratorium on using like Carlito's way. <laughs> and like what made Wu so great is they brought in Kung Fu flicks, which no one had really yeah. sampled before, right? Yeah. And in Griselda early on, it was a lot of pro wrestling stuff, which I loved. Yes. And so yes. now kind of going back to this like kind of same old, same old, I was a little worried at first. But then I can't remember, oh, I had the track list in front of me and now it's gone. But like 
there's a song, like maybe four songs in, it starts to really roll. And the album, I think, ends really strong. Like the first third, I'm a little like, eh, but the last two thirds are really, really strong. And in particular, well, I'll just stop there. I, what, do you, do you yeah. compare what is it? I, I mean, I think that, well, one, he's, he's hard pressed because Benny the Butcher is, is a reference to Benny Blanco, right? And so he, he can't really, he can't really escape those references in some ways, right? So that's his namesake is tied to Carlito's way. So I think, but but to your point, you're right. I mean, that's a trope that we've seen time and again. I think the strength of the last third of the record, at least that that I'm I, maybe you're you're saying, is that it it gets more autobiographic. I think yes. the the first third, the first two thirds, maybe are you know in in a, in a beautiful way. Like Benny is the one of the most precise rappers of the moment, yes. but it is more braggadocio, like all the hyperbolic. Uh, wins from you know the 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 drug war both real yeah. and and also you know imagined in some ways like like he's talking about all these victories and and also shit that he's been through too I mean you yeah. know but I think some of what he's saying he has a, a and I'm paraphrasing but he's you know this is also like the message back to younger people that were in his situation about in some ways like breadcrumbs to you know yeah to end up then on the side of victory in some ways you know. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it really takes flight as it goes on. And what I loved is that there was a song about his mom. I was raised by a woman, so shout out to single mothers who had to teach their teenage boys to use rubbers. Getting calls home from school, then wondering why she bugging, because that's just more stress to add on top of struggling. And really, it becomes this ballad of, of, of all those mothers, you know, like all the mothers in these neighborhoods that really hold it down. And uh, I love that song. And in a way, it, it sort of helped me contextualize, you know, some of the cringeworthy, uh, you know, sort of like, you know, misogynistic kind of language that, that I think as I get older, I get more and more disappointed that we're still in this space. I get it. I understand it. But I also just think we can do better, you know. And so when he so that song r reminds me like, oh, this this is a person that you know, is not a complete one note kind of like one dimensional figure. And, and my hope is that that same sort of reverence and exploration and exaltation of mothers that we've seen since Tupac can extend, <laughs> beyond, can extend beyond a bit more. And so that I really like, it's actually one of my favorite songs on the album, that joint. And then the joint that immediately follows it, I think that's like the posse record with the rest of the Griselda crew. And Conway, you know, not surprisingly, has my favorite verse on there, but he's like talking, they're just describing this moment where they felt like they were in the game. And and he says something about like when I met Beyonce or something like that. He says I met Jay and Beyonce. I'm at the Rock Nation party, smelling like chronic smoke. Ho said you that boy. I get acknowledged by the goat. Woo! Even shook the hand of Beyonce. So so it, you know as a crew, I love it. It's the celebratory like we made it joint. That it kind of reminds me of the song the song we made it off of Ghostface's album. Like George Jefferson and them stepping on him. The headline Reed Starks had the weapon on him in the vest. From Supreme Clientele, that I think is also called We Made It. Uh, but that song reminded me of that. So the last, like the last, like three or four songs, man, are like perfect and just in their arrangement. So in that regard, I don't mind the, you know, it kind of redeems where the album started for me, too. So it was a great, like, full listening experience the first two times I checked it out.
No, that's that's really well said, man. And I, you know, I was talking to uh, the homie Nate Marshall and and also friend of the show and uh, beautiful painter uh, Maya, the creator on, on IG. And uh, between, the, I was talking to them separately, but like between conversations. Yeah. And I wonder what you think. Conway and Benny are Ghost and Ray now. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean. Like, like yeah, as it. a duo that comes from a crew, yeah. because we've talked, we've talked on the I show before it. about. Westside being more like like RZA in some ways, the, the the you know the the conceptual you know originator of the crew and the aesthetic, but you know these two Conway and Benny take the the lyric the, you know writing yeah. craftspersonship to the next levels you know oh yeah just the wildest of styles the wildest of styles and and the hunger the hunger son uh, is there so we love it we love it. can't get enough of it you are listening to the same old new school uh, I am Idris Goodwin. And I'm Kevin Coble. Shout out Vocaler Radio. We uh, appreciate the platform. And uh, shout out super producer Justin Mayer. Who, always, uh, always. Yeah, always. Which we should say, man, you know, if you miss tonight, you should stream on Spotify, on Apple Music, mm-hmm. wherever you get podcasts. And please subscribe and rate us. And, and yeah, course, subscribe and course, rate us, yo. Of course, tell a friend, you know? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. We've been doing this. We like 20, what, 25, 26? Something in, yeah, now. Yeah, quarter quarter in so yeah as we said big big uh big week for albums big week for records and we got a new one from uh open mic eagle what is the name of the record anime trauma and divorce yeah 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 anime yeah. trauma and divorce yeah so let's yeah. get into it well right think? so if benny's record is about w's open mic eagle's record is about l's oh my you know? god yeah. And, and in some ways, like this is maybe the first or at least the most vulnerable midlife crisis of the hip hop generation on wax. And mm. and and I say that with like and and this album is beautiful. I, I love this yeah. record and yeah. I love it because it has so much depth. And in, you know, whatever, how long the record is, 40 some odd minutes. It is uh, the spectrum of experience in the best ways that hip hop has continued to show it us. You know, as hip hop ages, this is what hip hop in its middle age sounds like and and, and what it's wrestling with. And I, yeah, well, I mean, what do you think? You know, immediately it, it reminded me a lot of the movie 40 year old version that we were discussing. Yo. Because similar, you know, because Mike, Mike's journey is really unique, right? And again, just something that could only happen uh, of a certain generation of, of years in the game where there are these, there are these, just these other lanes that open up. And so he coined the term art rap and, you know, comes out of that sort of L.A. underground, Hellfire Club, no can do, you know, um, bus driver kind of squad and um, got into podcasting for a while. What was it? I can't remember the name of his show. You remember the name of his show, his first show? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he still has, me. you know, he, he does a great yeah. show right now with Prince Paul. You know, what, what yep. happened was. What happened, you know? yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and then from there gets a TV show on Comedy Central, which is like historic, right? This indie rapper getting a TV show, uh, a sketch show, essentially. And it was very, very brilliant, very smart. And I didn't know it, it didn't get picked up. I, I never knew that. I actually learned that on the album. So uh, right. it was kind of crazy. So 
Yeah, and then and then puts this album out. By the way, and I really quick shout out uh, his album, his previous album, um, Brick Bodies, Still Dream, something like that. I'm butchering it, my bad. But it's one of my favorite albums, even though I can't remember the title. No, uh, so, yeah, it's so good. And it has one of my favorite yeah. songs on there about growing up in Chicago. No services underground, no sound when I'm calling home. City broke my brothers down. Now I'm standing here all alone. Yeah, I mean a hell of a hell of a songwriter, hell of a songwriter, some of the best hooks. Definitely underrated. I mean, just underrated, man. Just a really original voice. Just I love I love the vibe. I love I love the styles of the joints. I love his sonic aesthetic. You know, I love you know, who honesty, re- yeah. you, know you know who he reminds me of a little bit and, and and I I wonder what you think about not only the comparison, but also just the the, the the space in hip hop for oddballs, you know that yeah. that you know like I, I you know maybe maybe Michael was a very cool kid in high school, maybe he wasn't, but certainly on this record he's going through stuff that most people do not say in public, and and some of the things he's saying are also just so fucking funny because he hangs out and is a comedian and hangs out with comedians. He you know he tours with Hannibal Burris and other Chicagoan, but you know he has that whole head ass song on here which is head ass like, is one of my favorite yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites in the album. Head ass, broke head ass. Mm, don't want no coke head ass. Acting head ass, rapping head ass. Put some of my passion head ass. But but he, this album reminds me a little of um you know friend of yours and collaborator of yours Serengeti a little bit too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they've they made an album together under the name yeah. Kav- under the name Kavanaugh naturally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably uh, yeah, not for the yeah. Supreme Court justice. Fuck that dude. So probably not for. Ugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh would have seen, thankfully. Okay. Um, yeah. But just this tradition of like oddball, like out, like out of the you know kind of dominant trope of what we imagine a rapper is, and yeah. they expand the possibility. Like it's you know in in the lineage of the native tongue crew. Yeah, I was about and to say that. You know, you, you yeah, you hear a lot of people say, "Oh, we need a new De La Soul." It's like. We have a day La Soul. Well, we have a we have the first day La Soul. They're still touring and making albums. And right. then yeah, and there's there's people in that lineage. It's just that people don't know about them, you know, as much. But you know, there's people still making that kind of music. Real, real heady, real weird, fun, uh, strange uh, music. A lot, you know, MF Doom. You know, from M- you know from MF Doom on. You know, C- Company Flow was on that. Uh, the Rockus had some of that vibe. You know, certainly the LA scene. You know, had a lot of that. So yeah, it was it was dope, man. I just I love albums like that. I love I love it's like a treat when I hear just like original original perspective, strange left to center beats. The hooks are usually better and more memorable. But yeah, I loved it, man. And I, like I said, I didn't know the depths of everything that that had happened to him. And and the, the thing that just went through my mind was like, man, again, it's like similar to stand up comedy. You know, despite this falling apart, that falling apart, you always have the mic. You always have like hip hop. If you don't quit hip hop, hip hop will never quit you, you know. And so I'm sure he's grateful for all those years of grinding where it's like, oh, the show, you know, the show gets canceled. You know, this relationship doesn't work out. But like we're, we're still here to listen. The fans, the listeners, we're always here to listen. The mic is always there to listen. And, uh, you know, and that's that that was what was running through my head as I was like, man, thank God this dude. I was like, thank God this dude had hip hop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. I mean, think how many people it has saved, you know, and, and I, you know, I think that this might be hip hop might be the, the first genre where within its lifespan, we really will see the articulations of, of Cradle to Grave. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Um, and and I just I, I think you're right. Like it continues to save people, continues to find people because people continue to find it, you know. And it, and it's like to your point, it's like what what Mo says at the top of his solo debut. You know, it's like we you know hip hop's not you know like some you know fictive creature in the mm-hmm. forest. You know, hip hop is you. You know, if you ask yourself yeah. how hip hop's doing, ask yourself how you're doing, and you doing? and yeah. and and Open Mike Eagle is taking a real assessment of how he is doing. And um, it's it's beautiful and hard to see. And but such such a pleasure to kind of get to eavesdrop into the most intimate and the most absurd of spaces. You know, like 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 he gets very real and he also gets wildly absurd on this record. And, you know, it is in a tradition of Richard Pryor and and the greats in in, in that way, too. And yeah, so, you know, just a big fan and a big fan of what what he's doing and what he's done. And and this album, you know, is not surprising, but it is surprising how good it is front to back and how many different places oh, yeah. it's taking you uh, emotionally. I, I really wish he would write a movie. I think he should write like a musical movie. He should just write a movie that has music in it, that has his bars in it. And because he's got such a vivid and original perspective, I feel like. And I feel like even the construct of a, of a TV show, of a sketch show wasn't. It, it, the, the the level of clarity and consistency he can only achieve in a film. And I think that should be his next move. I think he should make a film that incorporates music that has all his like crazy friends in there. And he should have a small part for me and Kevin Cole. I'm just telling No, for real. Or we should, re- we should just write it with him, I think is really the move. You know what I mean? I think we would ruin and, it. I think he should just do it. No, I think no, we're I think fucking we could, up. I think we could provide a framework. All right, maybe you're right. You're probably right. Anyway, you know. No, you feel me? No, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yeah. every, like, like if you and I, like, helped him write an album, it would not be... No, not an album. It not would get, like, pre. Album. it would get preachy, and it would get, like... <laughs> you know, it would get preachy. It becomes and start talking about Zionists and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be talking about, like... Right, he's just like, got... Damn, so, I just really... I just enjoy... I just enjoy... I just enjoy like just going on the journey that he takes me on, like just yeah. through his window. And I, I want to like watch a movie that he makes. And then, yeah. you know, and then we should, we should now, we should run the, we should produce it. Like that's what we should right. do. Okay. I got you. I got you. Saying? We should produce I, it. No, I'm down. I'm down. And this honestly, like this album is a movie, like this would be a good blueprint for, for oh that my movie. God. Yeah. Like just a totally. year in the life. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it's a beautiful record. I mean, with the same yeah. title, with the same title, anime was it anime. Something in anime divorce. trauma and anime trauma and divorce. Yeah, yeah. And maybe and, and, maybe we'll cut also, the trauma and just be anime and divorce. Over my game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Joe. Um, it also leaves out on a hilarious. Don't think that this album is all like doom and gloom. Like this is also like no, a very fun and beautiful record. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he he ends it with like the little like that freestyle that he has or the song he writes at the oh, end about oh, like, yeah. snorkeling. Is is also yeah, yeah, yeah. hysterical with his and son. That's his son. His son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth it's worth getting there for for just that that moment too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Shout out, Open Mike Eagle. Great work. Check that album out. This is the same old new school. I am Idris Goodman, and I am Kevin Colvin, and we do this every week, fam. We do this every week, every week, and uh, we talk about for you because we we want y'all to be in the know, and we want to know what y'all be thinking. Yeah, for real. Uh, you know, speaking we, of, speaking of if, yeah, if, if people yeah. do have topics, you know, you, you can also slide us those topics in the DM on same old new school on IG. So if you have things that you want us to discuss, people have reached out, which has been cool. I don't think we've gotten to those topics per se, but 
they're in under yeah. consideration. You know what I mean? But if you do want us to uh, talk about something, you know, go to the uh, Instagram page, same old new school, and let us know what Idris and I should be talking about every week. Has anyone asked you, Kevin Cole, has anyone asked you what you think about uh, 50 cents and uh, 50 cent and, uh, and his love of Donald Trump's uh, t- uh, tax, tax cuts? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got a lot of emails with uh, uh, who, uh, Chelsea Handler's video, like calling him out on Jimmy Fallon or whatever ridiculousness and yeah. you know, problem that that was you know um what yeah what you, yeah. you've been paying attention to all this uh well you know i've always been a little not so much with 50 cent you know i just i've just always found him he's always represented to me the part of hip-hop that i that i understand and respect but i'm less interested in you know like i i respect the hustle part of it but not as much as i respect the art part of it and he's always he's been very unabashed that he's like you know his album's called get rich or die trying <laughs> you know i mean like what else do you need and uh you know his hit single's called in the club you know <laughs> so i mean I've, I've always he's always to me represented a part of the culture that i i've always been very cautious about because to me it goes against some of the beautiful values that the culture was founded on which you could you know you could argue that the culture was also founded on commerce and the hustle and getting on and so i'm not going to argue that either and certainly my middle class you know pers- you know upbringing of course puts me in a privileged situation to say oh i'm not too concerned about that part i just want the art you know what i mean right, right, so I, right. I i i understand i i honor that but uh but at the same time you know, values are values and principles are principles. And so, you know, it didn't shock me that he just like kind of popped off like that. I also think he'd just be popping off and is kind of an instigator. Uh, but it did make me think of just this beyond just 50 Cent, beyond Ice Cube or beyond Kanye West even, is what I what I actually think is a, is a big problem, which is, again, this lie that just getting rich or like getting money is somehow going to create real progress and erase racism because you know the founding fathers we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal they just meant the men in the room they were like all men in this room are created equal. right you know who own not other, the slaves own we own people. and not all yeah, our, of course yeah. right not all the slaves, not, not all the black people we've enslaved and not our wives but you know or, or these native americans we we just mean us guys you know, and so that caste system, that, that caste system that exists in this country that no one talks about, it's like no one gives, okay, 50 cent, like, okay, whoever, like, you still not one of us, you know? Of course. Okay, LeBron, and, and you know, someone who knows this is LeBron James. This is why I fuck with LeBron James. Because mm. LeBron James gets it. He's like, yes, I've made it, but be, but in doing that, I have to use my power and my platform and my celebrity to do other shit, to get people to vote, to encourage people to vote, to, you know, to, to oh, you, you tell me to shut up and dribble. I'm not going to create a whole called shut up and dribble, you know, clapping back at you. So he's understanding that piece of it too, that it's not just the money. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like scarf, you know, I'm, now I'm going to quote an overly quoted gangster film and rap. <laughs> first you get the, first you get the money, then you get the power, right? And and what and this is actually about, but then beyond that, the part that Scarface leaves out, which is why it gets murdered in the end, is that it's ultimately about the equity, and it's about like using that, leveraging that power to to expand, uh, 
you know, the, the, the playing field for, for, for other people, you know, but I've said a lot. So that's, that's just like my sort of very overly intellectual yeah, well, take I, on, on this. It's not really about 50 to me. It's about like this lie, this myth that somehow just like getting money is going to make it all go away. No, I, I, and I, I think that's, that's right on. I think obviously, I think, you know, both of us interrogate the, you know, the, the, the false premise of capitalism, you know, ultimately like capitalism leads to tyranny. And we see that in the dictatorship that we have now, you know, and so, you know, capitalism isn't going to save people as a whole. For me, you know, this, this 50 cent ice cube kind of moment is the other side first of all i i'm a fan of 50 cents art so you know there uh, i i don't want to i you know I, th I think that first record is good i think that he emerges at a time where like unabashed capitalism is rampant in the culture and i think like all of us you know have an issue with that kind of um you know like just unrelenting rabid consumerism but yeah, that and let me let me also just say for the record let me just say for the record i don't think that he makes bad art I, I think that he's good at, I, I, I just don't think he has a lot of depth. I think it's like no, Spielberg oh, yeah. level, like pop, like it's good yeah. pop, but I don't yeah. like, I like pop, but I also, it doesn't stick to yeah, my ribs. Like, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, you know what well, I mean? It's well, like, this, so the, the, the anyway, other sorry. end of this spectrum, no, it's okay. The other end of the spectrum is that somebody who does have great depth that we talked about on the show that I know we both love a lot as an artist for the depth is, is Ice Cube. And there is, you know, there was that superimposed, like they, they superimposed hats on, on, Ice Cube and, and 50 Cent. No, now both of them have come out and said that they don't fuck with Donald Trump. You know, I mean, you know, past past the you know the, the news articles. But part of what this is to me, it, it it shows the presumption of white liberals that black folks will be uniform in their voting patterns, and that the assumption is that they will be democratic. And I think both 50 and Ice Cube and many people before have challenged the notion that that the Democratic Party in particular, white people for sure, should not assume that blackness is a monoculture. And part of what I, I hear Cube at least absolutely critiquing is that assumption. And even what Chelsea Handler or whatever her name is said to 50 is like, you're you're not black if. And it's like white people cannot make that assumption, obviously. And certainly the Democratic Party makes that assumption all the time. And I'm not saying that black folks should vote Republican. That's not what I'm saying. But I but I, I do you know, in this Cube's critique in particular, I think it's about disrupt disrupting that assumption because the Democratic Party, as we have seen, have not done. Listen, but yeah, but I, I mean, I feel that. But I also listen, I've been sort of hearing that for a long time. I mean, like we know where we at. You know, it's like it's like Chris Rock's joke about like he's like, yeah, I don't know. Farrakhan don't like the Jews, though. He's like, I don't be in barbershops and hear people talk about Jews. He's like, we just don't like white people. <laughs> he's like, we ain't got time to be dicing you up. So for me, it's like we all know what this is about. Like my, you know, my family, I come from a Democratic family. And so so this idea it's the equivalency that that pisses me off is this like, you know, Cube is like, oh, I, we could talk to either side. I'm whoever going to I'm like, this guy's are fucking crooks and liars, bro. They're not the same. You're not going to get an even deal out of either of these people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like until we start our own political party, which I don't even think it's about that. I think we got it's got to be about coalition and it's got to be about the intersections because we're intersectional as fuck. We're not all what we even black folk, 
even black folks. So when they like, we're not talking about people of color. We're talking about black people. And we, you know, this eight, these, these African descendants no. of slaves, knuckleheads. It's like fam, families are blended. I'm married to an African immigrant or somebody from the Caribbean or someone from Haiti. I'm supposed to be like, sorry. They're, That's yeah. stupid. That's yeah. ridiculous. I yeah. get what folks are after. But I'm like, that moment is past. And that was, and, and the, the inability for us to see the intersections and the, and the multiplicity, like we gotta get, we gotta get somewhere more elevated, man. Cause, cause otherwise we just get back to like, I made a deal and who's gonna make this deal for, it's not about, it's deeper than that. This is like about yeah. equity yeah. and all this no, other I, stuff. And, and just, and just like cut me a check, cut me and my 10 friends a check. That's, that's liberation. Is like right. twenty yeah, black people it. getting paid? No, man. No. Yeah. There's, well, there's dead white people. There's dead slave owners on that money. Right. Right. Yeah. Challenge the monolith. I think is the big takeaway here. You know, and and yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think, I think, yeah. Your point about intersectionality is important, profound, and still, we're not at a place where you know, as a as a culture, we're ready for all that. You know. I'm going in. I'm all in. I'm all in for the intersection. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yep, and I'm bringing my um, black Latino yep. kids with me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yo, they be talking um, yeah, about man, the, I... the black vote and the Hispanic vote. I'm like, there's black Hispanic people <laughs> talking about. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm just saying, right. it's just childish. All right, we got to get out on that tremendously profound and uh, complicated note. Uh, we're going to end, but uh, always a pleasure, Kevin Cole. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Good to see you, sir. Uh, All right, everybody. Yeah. Get your flu shots.